Lions Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Lions Thoughts Podcast. Hope you all are doing well. Hope everyone is staying safe. And just excited for today's episode. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to say thanks, first off, to everyone who kind of uh, commented or shared. I shared an episode two weeks ago about, um, you know, just basically uh, self-doubt and looking at anxiety and food and kind of my own struggles with it. And the amount of people that reached out and kind of just were very open or were very honest and just were very supportive just really like inspired me and it helped me out a lot. And it really was just something that was so, for me, it was so cool to see. And it was so cool to just focus on and learn from everyone that has commented. And so I just wanted to say thank you first and foremost. That was a really, like, I loved sharing that episode and I really loved the response. And so it meant a lot to hear that. Also, uh, just so you know, in line with that, I do have a blog that I run. It's at linecookthoughts.com. My friend Rebecca Cho is someone who helps me edit and publishes the blog. And if you go to linecookthoughts.com, the latest blog is actually about my uh, me starting therapy to help with like career anxiety and other anxieties in my life. And as we approach this topic of mental health more and more, especially post, not really post pandemic, but you know, after the year we've had, I think it's now it's more important than ever to be talking about this. And that's the idea of good mental health and taking care of yourself. So go read that blog. Um, listen to the podcast, you know, two weeks ago, but yeah, just really like, I just feel like this is a great space to share it. And I think these conversations need to be had. One last thing, if you're listening on Apple, please leave a review. It doesn't need to be a five-star review. I want it to be an honest review of how I'm doing, how you like the show, maybe share it with a friend if that you took any value from this, because obviously I do want this show to keep growing. I love sharing these episodes every week and I'm just really excited for what the future holds with it. My topic today is going to be a topic that I think it's going to resonate with a good amount of people, and that's making mistakes. I'm going to share a couple of the mistakes I've made in the kitchen and maybe elsewhere, but the whole reason for this is, as you might know, if you follow the Instagram, I try to share, I share tweets, uh, pictures of tweets that I tweet out on Twitter, obviously, where else would you tweet tweets, but um, I share pictures of just ideas or thoughts I'm having. Um, I try to do it weekly at a weekly cadence. And on July 31st, I shared this, and it got a good response. I said, at the end of the day, it's just food. There will be another chance to plate it up, to cook it again, to serve correctly. Yes, it's everything to us, but it also can't be if we are to keep trying at it, to keep pushing towards our goals, make the mistake, and move forward. And it's got a huge response, a lot of shares, a lot of likes, a lot of engagement, and I wanted to elaborate on, on it more because making mistakes in food is important, being able to move past them is important and recognizing that, you know, I think food's a little different. We'll get into it in the episode, but food is so fast paced that the opportunity to make mistakes is so much more high than maybe other industries. So I'm really excited to get into this. I'm really excited to talk about mistake making. I have a couple that I wrote down that I want to share with you all of maybe some uh, mistakes I've made in food and just trying to recognize that mistakes happen. And we don't want to be known as people that make mistakes. I don't want to be known as someone who's always making mistakes. And a lot of times the best way to learn is to have a successful outcome. You know, it's not, I love the idea that, you know, we make mistakes to learn from them. But if we only learn from mistakes, then we're only learning how to do something bad. You know, like perfect practice makes perfect. Obviously, perfect is not something that we can get to. What I'm trying to say is it has to be a mix of mistake and success in order to learn, in my opinion. But... I feel like we put a lot of weight and we're pressured to put a lot of weight into mistakes in food. And so 
That's what I wanted to talk about today. Would love to hear your thoughts and just excited to share. So thank you all again for listening and here we go. All right, so mistakes. (laughs) We've all made them. They happen in food. They happen all the time. Uh, Throughout this episode, I'm going to share a couple of mistakes, but I wanted to share one that was really big straight off the bat. And that was one, this is one that happened to me in 2017. So as you might know, um, you know, listening to the podcast, like one of the first episode interviews I ever did was with my mentor, Ross Warhol. Uh, He's a chef that I worked with uh, for a couple of years and he taught me so much. And, you know, he really taught me fundamentals in terms of, uh, you know, not just fine dining, but just in terms of ingredient sourcing and, you know, having relationships with vendors and being able to run a successful restaurant. Uh, he's based out of Buffalo, New York. He's a chef at Oliver's and Brightsmith Brewing. And I got the opportunity after I had graduated my uh, first two years of college to go cook with him at the James Beard House. He was invited to go cook at the James Beard House in New York City. And I was invited to go with him. And as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old cook, I was like, oh my God, like, hell yeah, I, of course I want to do this. Like, this is insane that you're even asking me. And, you know, I just had that relationship with him where he could trust me to do certain things. And so I was invited to go cook at the James Beard house. And I was like, let's do it. Like, let's go. I remember, (laughs) I remember that trip. I couldn't, I broke my phone two days before the trip. So I had to borrow my friend's phone from college. His name's Steven. Thank you, Steven. If you ever hear this to go down to New York city, I was going to college at Hyde Park, New York at the Culinary Institute of America. Had to take the train down to New York city two days before I had to leave, broke my phone. So long story short, Stephen lets me borrow his phone, which is kind of crazy. Once again, thank you, Stephen. It was a new iPhone at the time. I remember that too. And I take the train down to New York and I get to the James Beard house. And I don't know if you've ever been to the James Beard house, but for me, it wasn't like what I expected. It was just like a, a, a door, a sign. It wasn't, I thought it would be more grand on the outside, but it's just like every other building in New York, uh, kind of. And so, I mean, I got there and I, obviously I was nervous. I was doing prep. I had just bought this new white chef jacket. Um, I was really focused in. And yeah, so we did prep, we did service and we got to dinner service and dinner service was going well. And I don't remember what the dish was, but I was responsible for uh, for plating foie demi, um, which was like, it's a, it was a really rich dark brown sauce. And so we finished the course. The course is successful. Now, mind you, this is all on video because the James Beard house is like, you could live stream, um, you know, production of the food in the kitchen. And so, you know, I'm looking my best in this new chef coat and I'm getting ready to go to the next course. And obviously like you got to empty out, and, you know, clean as you go. So I was emptying out this bottle of foie demi and Stupid me, I was squirting it through the squirt bottle. Now, if you're going to empty a squirt bottle, take the cap off and just pour it out, right? Not me. Squirting it through a squirt bottle into a uh, one-quart container or a deli, if you might want to call it that. Squirting the sauce. And there's a... <laughs> some I don't know, something gets stuck. There's, there's a clog in the pipe coming out of the squirt bottle. And instead of taking the cap off, I just squeeze harder. And this bottle literally explodes everywhere everywhere on me it just like the whole the whole bottle the whole contents of the sauce just explodes everywhere 
all over my white new coat, all over the table. It's on. I, I want to find this video, so maybe I could put it on like Instagram and be like, "This is my biggest mistake as a chef." But just being at the James Beard house, being with my chef, being with his team, being with all these like professional cooks, like you know, working their ass off, and I'm literally trying to squirt sauce out of a squirt bottle or a squeeze bottle, and it just explodes everywhere on me. So it's all sticky, and it's like. It's literally like I couldn't can't explain to you. Like I don't know if there was an inch of my the front of my chef jacket that wasn't covered in brown sauce. So I go in the corner and I take my jacket off. It's like ruined. It's literally covered with in this, you know, demi has like fat in it, so it's like all grease. Not all grease, but you know what I mean. And yeah, it's this giant mistake. And I was in the corner and I was flustered. I was like, oh my god, like this is like, what am I doing? Like I'm on camera, I'm like here for my chef. Like, this is a big deal for him. I want him to succeed. I want to be a part of that success. And I was, like, really down on myself. And I was like, am I even, like, I, like, had this moment where I was like, am I even supposed to be here right now? I'm like, I'm like a 19-year-old kid in the James Beard house. And, like, what am I doing? Who am I to, like, be cooking here? Who am I to be being a part of this? And I'll never forget this dishwasher looks at me. He sees that I'm frustrated. He sees me holding the I'm holding the the now destroyed chef jacket that's dripping with Demi in one hand and the empty bottle in the other hand. And he literally comes over, takes the bottle out of my hand, takes the chef jacket, puts the chef jacket somewhere, puts the bottle in the sink, takes off his coat and gives it to me. And he says, go back to the line. You got this. Never met the guy. Didn't. I don't know, remember his name. I knew his name at the time. But, you know, obviously I just met him for that one night. Didn't know me at all takes his coat off, gives it to me, says, go back on the line, keep working. Now, of course, I finished the night. I'm sure I made other mistakes that night. But there, the idea of this mistake was huge. It was big. I mean, it was like, here we are at the James Beard house, and I'm just like totally, I just totally mess up. And, you know, it's this big, important dinner. And the, the idea that this guy who's washing dishes, who, you know, he washes dishes for everyone who comes to the James Beard house, was just like, hey, like, take my coat, here you go, get back in there. Like, that's like the camaraderie that I love about food. That's the camaraderie I love about being in the industry. And to experience that and kind of just get back on the line and be like, all right, I got this. Like, you know, like you get your confidence back and you get back into the motion of things. Uh, but we all hit those points where we make those mistakes and we hit that wall and we're like, holy shit, like, am I even supposed to be here right now? And it's that thought, it's that um, feeling that I wanted to capture in today's episode or that feeling that I want to talk about, because I feel like, especially after this last year, a lot of us, I know for me, I was caught in this moment of like, what's my meaning? What's my purpose in food? What's my purpose in this industry? And so that's what I really want to get into today. So I make this mistake. And of course, it's like, it is what it is. Obviously, the night went on, the dinner went really well, everyone was happy. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, no, just like looking back, it's just like, in that moment, it felt like the world was ending. It felt like I was questioning my career. I was questioning my place in food. I was questioning if I was a good cook. I was questioning if I even deserved to be in restaurants. And yeah, I think over the last year, like I said, this just, we've had these, a lot of these questions for ourselves. What's our place? What's our role? Where are we going? What are we doing? Where are we supposed to be? What matters? What doesn't matter? And so that's why I want to talk about mistakes today. So I want to first start by saying that food is so different to other industries, in my opinion, when it comes to mistakes, because mistakes, the, the opportunity 
to make mistakes is so much higher. You know, you think about how many people you serve a night or how many people you serve, in, you know, you, like you are actually serving it, whether you're in back house, front of house, um, you know, how many people you talk to, even if you're not in restaurants, like how many, uh, you know, if you're at a grocery store, for example, the produce you sell, the, 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 I guess, the profit you make, um, if you're someone who's in procurement, getting product in on time, food has a short shelf life, as most of you know, most food does. And so in relation to that, there's always going to be opportunities for mistakes because it's always, um, it's like this revolving door that just keeps opening and closing, opening and closing because, you know, you need fresh products, you need new ingredients, you need to keep things up to date. And so especially like when you're working in restaurants, you know, you might, you might do well on like 10 salads in a row. You might plate up 10 salads beautifully, but that 11th salad could look like crap or it could not, you might have maybe overmixed the greens or you might have not put on the certain cheese that you're supposed to put on, or, you know, maybe the plate was dirty. The room underside of the plate was dirty as it went out because you had a gloved hand on that hit dressing. And then you touch the plate and the plate underneath is dirty. And so now it's going to the guests and you notice it just as it's walking out the window and you don't catch it. Or maybe, I don't know, mistakes can happen. Right. And we, you know, in this industry, it's very, like, we are hard on ourselves. We're taught to be hard on ourselves. When you get in food, you're taught that everything needs to be perfect. It needs to be, you know, it just needs to be something that is consistently at a high level when you're, you know, most people have very high standards in food. And, you know, so when you're taught this in the industry, it can relate. And I think for a lot of people, especially like, you know, it did for me, I know friends who have shared this, this high level is often made to be like, you can't make mistakes and making a mistake is unacceptable and it's wrong and it's not okay. And I want to start off by saying like this, this pursuit of perfection thing really gets me like, I mean, it really makes me like perfect. Perfect is impossible in a sense that there's not going to ever be a time. At least I don't think so. I could be proven wrong. There's always going to be something that happens, especially in food. And I really think the idea of perfection or being perfect to the point where nothing goes wrong and everything just happens how it's supposed to, that's just not how life works. That's not, you know, we're not even talking about food at that point. We're just talking about life in general. Life doesn't work in a perfect way, as you might be able to tell by everything that's happened in the last year, you know, the worldwide pandemic that shook up everyone's plans and everyone, you know, just ability to do things. And it's obviously cost a lot of people their lives and it's been, you know, just this, you know, life isn't perfect. The, the, the plans we have are plans. They're not set in stone and they could change at any moment. You know, we, every day I like, I, I like to live by this idea of memento mori, you know, remember, remember death. It's like live every day to your fullest because you never know when the last day is going to be. And so all that to say, to think that, you know, we live in a life that's so imperfect. We live in a world that's so imperfect that where plans kind of just dissipate. And yet we expect in food for everything to go exactly how we want it and need it and plan it to, then, you know, I just, I don't see how that makes sense. And, you know, there's going to be people who are like, oh, well, you just have a lower standard if you're not striving for, for perfection. And I just don't, there, for me, perf perfection doesn't exist. You do the best you can. You put your all into it. You leave everything on the table and that's it. But like, sometimes things just happen. And so this idea of perfection is for me, just something that adds to anxiousness or adds this idea that you can't mess up. Now, we don't want to be known to be people that make mistakes a lot. We, I, I don't want to be someone who makes a lot of mistakes. 
in a sense that like we all make a lot of mistakes, but you don't want to be known as someone who like just keeps making mistakes because you're not paying attention. There's a difference between, you know, intentionally doing something and making a mistake, an honest mistake, and then just not preparing properly and making a poor mistake. And even if you make poor mistakes, you can move past those. But we want to, at least I want to get to a point where it's like, yes, I'm making mistakes, but they're not just because of a lack of preparation. It's just things happen. Things do not always go the way you plan. And so, you know, when we look at food and all the opportunities we have to make mistakes, this idea of it's just food, like that is a real thing. Like it is just food. It's everything to us. It's important to us. It's our passion. It's the reason we go to work. It's the reason we grind. It's the reason we, you know, put our all into it. But at the end of the day, it's just food. It is just food. And when you look at what it's like for the consumer, like even the most insane dining experience or the the most critical food memory you have, there's other things going on in their their lives too. And so, yes, you could mess up a dinner and yes, it could ruin someone's night and you don't want that and you should never strive for that. But if you do mess something up, it is just food. And we have to get to, in my opinion, we hold tight to perfection. We hold tight to high standards. We hold tight to unrealistic um, just ideas of what work-life balance is in food. And we get so far up into this like stratosphere of being perfect and everything needing to be, you know, exactly how we want it. And if there's ever a mistake, it, it's a sign that you don't care or that you're weak or that you can't do it. And it's like, we need, in my opinion, we need to get away from that. We need to have high standards. We can't accept poor quality. We need to have high standards. We need to be striving for a goal. We need to have an end goal in mind. We need, Every dish needs to have an end goal of to what it exactly needs to be like. Every service needs that. Every business needs that model. That's all fair. But when it goes too far is when we can't recognize that mistakes are mistakes. They're not, you know, I've worked with chefs where it's like, if you make a mistake, it's like you're, you know, insulting them or it's like you're trying to ruin or sabotage their business. And that's not the case. Like, that's not, that's not what a mistake is. That if someone's doing something to sabotage your business or ruin you or ruin your reputation, you know, that's something else, but mistakes happen. And, you know, we can talk about toxic kitchen culture. We can talk about you know, how people are trained, how people are taught, you know, yelling, negative reinforcement, um, you know, making people people feel embarrassed, make, you know, putting people on the spot in front of others. And yeah, you know, it can, you, you know, small things people joke around about. And, but I, I really don't enjoy that. And I really think it's just a net negative on the industry. It's a net negative on that person being in food. No one wants to be humiliated. No one wants to be yelled at. No one wants to be tore down in front of their team. No one wants their mistakes or flaws you know, blast it out in front of the people that they have to go work with every day. And so when we talk about mistakes, like, you know, for the longest time, I wanted to be a chef who, you know, when I first started, I really wanted to be a chef in a fine dining restaurant. I wanted to own a fine dining restaurant. When I learned what Michelin was, I wanted Michelin stars. Um, and I kept chasing that for a couple of years, you know, throughout college and like doing stages and working and really hard and putting in a lot of time. Uh, but what I realized is that what mattered more to me was access or just feeding more people or just food business really interested me a lot. And I kind of started to lose the the want to be perfect in food. And I started to lose, you know, because at that time, all I wanted to do was eat at tasting menus and I wanted to spend a lot of money that I did not have at all. Like, I, you know, those were just dreams to go eat at these places. Um 
But then I started to realize that, like, no, I actually want to go and, like, eat at restaurants that are, like, more low-key or maybe not everyone's heard about. Or I want to go, you know, work on items or food businesses that are, you know, maybe impacting more people or and not taking anything away from fine dining. I know I've had this conversation many times on the show, but for me, fine dining wasn't it. And a big part of that was this whole culture of it needs to be perfect. It needs to be right. If you make a mistake, you're an asshole and you're wrong and you're just an evil person. It's like, and that's not every restaurant fine dining and that's not the whole representation of the industry. But for me, it was just like, we get, we get so caught up on mistakes and we're taught that mistakes are so bad that there's not a lot of room for growth in that for a lot of people. You know, I see a lot of people, you know, I talk to a lot of people through line cook thoughts and they're like, been at this restaurant for a couple of years. I can't seem to move up. I can't seem to grow. Um, I feel very stuck. I feel very stagnant. And, you know, yeah, a lot, some of that's on personal responsibility. Some of that's on ownership. Some of that's on leadership. But I also feel that like, we are so worried sometimes in food about being seen as not good enough or being seen as people that can't perform their job or being seen as people that just quit early. And, you know, we, we worry that that would be a mistake that we don't act on what we actually want. You know, for me, I left restaurants about a year ago to pursue first, I worked in food e-commerce now I'm more so into like a research development uh, type food manufacturing role. And I love it. I, I'm having so much fun and it's totally different. And it was that same level of care. That same, and that's the thing. I, that was the thing for me that really shocked me. When I left fine dining to go start managing restaurants that weren't necessarily like they weren't Michelin restaurants, but they had high standards. That level of care, that level of passion, that level of let's create this experience for someone was still there. And like mistakes happen and things happen And you might go somewhere and you might hate it. And that's a personal mistake. But it's not a death sentence to your career. And it doesn't, it's not like you can't move forward. And so that's what I'm trying to say is like, especially now, any decision you make isn't really a mistake. If you're trying to better yourself and trying to try something new and you're trying to grow in your career, you might end up going to a restaurant and then the first day hating it. That's fine. That's a mistake in terms of, hey, this isn't the best fit for you. But you just keep moving forward and you can't get stuck and you can't be just caught up on everything that is happening in that moment. And so for me, mistakes are just, they're important. Yes, you learn from them. You don't want to make a ton of them. No one likes to make a ton of them. But they do happen. And I think for me, for the longest time, it was hard to accept that. And I made plenty of mistakes. You know, I'll share another one. Uh, You know, working in a restaurant one year, I, I was in charge of making this bisque for New Year's Eve. I burnt the entire, this giant pot. It was like stirring it. I went downstairs to prep. I totally forgot it was on the stove. Classic kitchen mistake. Burnt the entire thing of bisque. We couldn't have bisque on New Year's Eve. We didn't have any enough ingredients. It was a holiday. We couldn't get more in. Felt terrible. It was terrible. It was, it was a terrible feeling, but we got through it. We executed a really great service and we moved on. Going back to my fundamentals and, uh, in culinary school, as you know, we were making hollandaise. It was hollandaise class. I remember I like put so much care. I made this perfect hollandaise. Now, you know, this is me just learning how to make hollandaise. And every day in class, when we went to go serve food, we had to serve it in a hot dish. So I put this ramekin in the oven to heat up because I wanted the hollandaise to be warm. I was rushing. 
it was time to bring the food up to my chef. I remember I took the hollandaise off the pot. I took out the ramekin, you know, took the ramekin out of the oven, and I poured the hollandaise into the hot ramekin. And obviously, you know, it's about to happen. Instant impact, splits, bring it to my chef. He's like, what is this? I bring him the bowl. I'm like, look, chef, I realized how stupid this was. I literally just poured hollandaise into a scalding hot ramekin. But here's my actual sauce. And he was, and I, remember, I remember he was just like, yeah, like, you know, it's not just that you made the sauce. You also have to present the sauce. And so it's all a part of that process. And you made the mistake on this. Don't let it happen again. Let this be a learning experience. And I made the hollandaise again and presented it again. It was great. But morals of the story, things happen to everyone. And yeah, just um, thinking about mistakes, we look at how we recover. You know, that was a big thing on that post I was sharing about in the beginning of the episode. How do you recover from a mistake? How do you get past a mistake? And I think that's like the biggest thing. I think for me, first and foremost, we have to, like, we are all the owners of the perceptions we have of what we do and what we say and how we act and react to things. And so first and foremost, if we make a mistake, we need to acknowledge that the mistake happened. This is just my opinion. This is kind of how I try to do it. Easier said than done. You know, it's difficult to be like, hey, I messed up. I fucked up. That's me. I, I did it. Raise my hand. That's hard to do. And I'm not perfect at it. I don't think anyone is. I definitely have met people that are better at it than me. But honestly, recognizing the mistake and owning up to the mistake is such a huge step into you know, into just moving forward. So you made your mistake. It's happened. You recognize it. You own up to it. You have to reflect and like, and it doesn't have to be this long 20-minute meditation session. But for me in that moment, all right, don't put hollandaise into a hot ramekin. Don't do that because it's going to break the sauce. The temperature is going to, you know practically curdle the, the eggs in the sauce if it's that hot quick lesson took 10 minutes to understand that con 10 minutes wow 10 seconds to understand that concept moved on make the sauce put it in a, in a not hot ramekin serve it done lesson learned i'll never forget that lesson took 10 seconds to reflect on but then what do we do after that now if you're like me if you're like me for a while you'll look at that mistake and you'll keep replaying it over and over and over in your mind and you'll let it eat you alive and you'll let it bother you. That bothered me for days. The flawed demi thing bothered me for weeks. I remember that when I was managing a restaurant once, I forgot to order salt. I forgot to order salt. We went like a whole morning of prep waiting for this emergency salt delivery to arrive that cost us money. Because I forgot to order salt, the most basic thing you need in a kitchen. That bothered me for weeks. Mistakes happen. We have to recognize them. We have to take the lessons from them. But I can't, we can't ruminate on them forever. Because the the worst way to get past a mistake and to progress and move forward is to stay on that mistake, to keep that mistake mentally in your mind. And so how do we get past it? I think, like I was talking about before, in this industry, we're taught so many times, you can't make mistakes and everything needs to be perfect. You know, we're getting to a point in the culture of food where, you know, we're talking more about kindness and empathy and being there for others and leading in a good direction and leading in a way that isn't harmful or isn't negative or isn't brash. But we still have issues of yelling and, you know, intimidation and fear and exposure to, hey, look, everyone, look, Ray messed the sauce up. Everyone in the kitchen, look, like, that's not effective. And so we as a 
as an industry, not just in restaurants, but in food as a whole, need to recognize that being okay with people who make mistakes is the best way forward because everyone's making a mistake. Everyone. No one that works in any business doesn't make mistakes. Every single person, even the chef, everyone in a business makes mistakes. It's like, it's like almost for me, sometimes it's like trying to believe that mistakes aren't real in food. I've met, you've probably met chefs like this. I've met chefs like this that believe, they just believe mistakes aren't real. Like, oh, it's not real. You just don't care enough. You're just not good enough. You just want this thing to fail. That's not what a mistake is. That's not how a mistake should be treated. And to live in a world where mistakes don't exist just only leaves you with failure or success. And you fail way more than you succeed. And if every mistake is converted into a failure, then you're failing even more than you succeed. And how does that ever lead to progress or growth or learning or just the want to keep doing it over and over again? And so that's what I'm trying to say today is, you know, when we talked about this post, it's just food. It's just food. You'll get to cook it again. You'll get to serve correctly. Yes, it's up to us. And it's everything to us. But it cannot be everything. That one plate of food cannot be everything to you. It can't be the most important thing to you. In a sense that if it doesn't go right, it's going to crush you. If you're going to need to move on to the next plate. That's the idea. If the one plate you're working on right now, you have to have all your focus and you have to have all your intention. But if that one plate is like the biggest thing to you, to the point where you, if you mess it up, you can't move on to the next one. You're not going to, we're not going to grow. We're not going to be successful. We're not going to be what we want to be in this industry. And so that's what I'm trying to say. Make the mistake and move forward. And we have to get to a place in this, in the, in the food world where, like I said, we're, we're we're not lowering our standards. We're not accepting less. When mistakes happen, yeah, you might be reprimanded, especially if it's a big mistake at work. Yes, you might be, you know, there could be consequences to mistakes. And I don't think, and I'm not trying to say that there isn't. There's always a consequence to doing something that's not a part of the plan. That's just how life is. But we can control how we react. We can control how we, you know, internalize it. And we as leaders and people in food can control how we treat others when they make mistakes. I just think we need to move forward a little bit more empathy and recognize that we all make mistakes. And I just don't get how people can just be like so high on a pedestal that they can't recognize that they've made mistakes before. And, you know, they're going to make more mistakes yet. We're gonna, we're gonna tear others down that do it. And it's just like, it's just hypocritical and it just doesn't make any sense to me. And so that's why I'm just, yeah, that's why I wanted to make this episode because it was such a poignant thing to talk about on Mind Click Thoughts. And yeah, I just really wanted to drive home this idea that mistakes happen. We don't want to be known for them. We need to move forward from them. And we need to build cultures that recognize that people make mistakes. We can't live in fantasy lands where mistakes aren't real. That's not how this works. When we start to realize that mistakes happen, will happen, we, and we, you know, there's this idea with stoicism. We should expect the worst or we not expect the worst, but prepare for the worst. If we prepare for those mistakes, if we prepare for a world, we look at, I feel like we look at it a a lot of times very wrong. We all, we look at it as we want it to be perfect. We want everything to go according to plan. 
if we expect things to not go to plan, if we expect things to go wrong, we're better prepared in that situation and we're better able to move forward. I want to leave this topic with a quote. This is a quote shared to me by Justin Kana. He's a fellow content creator in food. He shared this to me when I first started out at Line Cook Thoughts. I remember I had a, again, it's one of my first reviews for the podcast. I got a really bad review and I learned a lot since then, but he shared with me this quote because I was like, wow, who am I to even do this? And this is by Theodore Roosevelt and it's called The Man in the Arena. Some of you might've heard it. If you haven't, look at, like just look it up and read it. I look to this quote a lot. And obviously it, it's just a very important quote. It's for me, it's very important. And this is it. This is what he says. It's not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. If we're going to push anywhere in life, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have setbacks. We're going to fall behind our path. We're going to walk up this mountain. We're going to fall down and we're going to have to go back up, right? That's how I see it. In food, though, mistakes happen so much more, I feel like, than anywhere else. And for me, a big thing was just getting past mistakes and being able to understand and internalize them and move forward. So recognize you're going to make mistakes. Expect that you're going to make mistakes. Crave the lessons from them. Crave to not do them, but if they happen, it's because you're human. It's because we're not machines. And maybe when they figure it out and this is all automated, maybe, maybe they won't have mistakes anymore. But until then, mistakes are going to happen in food, in life. That's what I've had to learn. That's what I've been spending a lot of time thinking about. I just wanted to share it. Obviously, that post you know, resonated with a lot of you, so I wanted to put a podcast up about it. And yeah, just share, you know, I shared some stories about mistakes. The flaw demi is definitely one that still is brought up to this day by my chef and everyone else. It's a great story. I hopefully will find that video at some point, but let me know there's some mistakes you've made. Be okay with them and just be ready to move on. Because at the end of the day, people are expecting you to show up. That's the thing. We think everyone's expecting us to be perfect all the time. I'm not expecting you to be perfect. Show up, enjoy what you do, have fun. Be serious, be professional, make mistakes, learn from mistakes, move forward and let mistakes live in the past. Because if you hold on to them, you're never going to progress and you're going to be prone to making the same mistakes. So keep pushing forward, keep moving forward. And thank you for listening to this episode about mistakes. So that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to check out winecookthoughts.com for the official blog. We have interviews from people in the industry. Myself and Rebecca Cho, who's the editor and also co-publisher of the blog, have written pieces on there. Um, She wrote a great piece last month about staying in restaurants. Go check it out. It would mean a ton. Um, Feel free to check out our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, um, Line Cook Thoughts, TikTok. It's all at Line Cook Thoughts. Feel free to check it out. And lastly, if you are listening on Apple, please, please, please leave a review. Not a five-star review, an honest review of how the show could be better, what you like, what you don't like. It always helps me to get better and better when I get feedback. And I love feedback. I love hearing what my community thinks. 
Send me a DM on Instagram if you want to talk about mistakes. If you have a different perspective, please let me know. But as always, stay well, stay safe, and I'll see you on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.